Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at cruiseradio.net. So a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed the director of the Coastal Conservation League in Charleston, Michelle Sinkler, uh, regarding a possible lawsuit against Carnival Cruise Lines. And at the time, she said that there was no lawsuit but then a couple days later, there was one, so... Yeah, and she really gave the impression that, well, you know, they just wanted to find some common ground to make sure that the cruise line was not uh, violating too many environmental codes or city ordinances. And uh, as you can very well imagine, this lawsuit, not too popular with the city. <laughs> and uh, many groups, since obviously it brings a lot of revenue to the city. So on this show, we're going to talk to the Vice President of PR Marketing and Planning for the South Carolina Port Authority, Mr. Byron Miller. But first... Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us. Hi, Stuart. Hey, guys. Hey, man. All right, let's get right to it. Princess Cruises canceled another stop in Mexico. Why and what sailings will be affected? Well, it's interesting. Today, a uh, release came out uh, about a study that uh, you know the Mexican uh, folks put together that says that Puerto Vallarta is one of the safest international destinations in the world for international guests. And what's very interesting is that over the weekend we discovered that Princess very quietly removed Puerto Vallarta from its Mexican Riviera itineraries uh, coming up this this winter. Essentially, uh, the, there's three sailings. They only have three sailings because they, they back in 2009 uh, they reduced their 2010-2011 departures to the Mexican Riviera uh, because of waning interest. But so the three remaining 2011 sailings for Princess. November 19th, December 10th, and December 31st uh, have canceled part of the Arda altogether, and that's in addition to Mazatlan. Mm. So they're replacing uh, part of the Arda with a day stop on an Ensenada, which is typically on the three- and four-night itineraries. And they're going to have not one but two days in Cabo San Lucas. So there really is no Mexican Riviera sailings for Princess. There are really Mexican Baja sailings. Mm. Uh, you know, I've seen you know people talking. Yes, I'm I'm glad they're doing it. No, I'm not. Um, so it's 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 going to be interesting. But they're citing um, you know security concerns as the reason behind the schedule change. While we're on the subject of Princess Cruises, uh, Princess Holland America and Carnival Cruise Lines all modified their smoking policy last week. Uh, go ahead and get us up to speed with that. Well, um, Princess was the first to announce that beginning January 15th. They were going to begin. Uh, sm- uh, they were going to begin prohibiting smoking in all of their cabins and their balconies. And just after that, uh, both Carnival and Holland America announced their updates beginning December first, where they're just prohibiting smoking in the cabins. Did anything prompt this? No, actually, what what happened was, I guess, a lot of passengers uh, in their common cards because the cruise lines are very dutiful about reading these common cards and reacting. And a lot of passengers are continuing to say, hey, you know, we don't want smoking. And when people are booked to ca- book the cruises, they often ask, are these, you know, smoking or non-smoking rooms? And it just costs a lot of money for the cruise lines to actually, you know, de-louse the cabins after you've had a uh, habitual smoker. And if you remember back, uh, you know, some years ago uh, on one of the princess ships, they actually had a fire out on the balcony. So it's just really a, a precautionary measure to, to eliminate the smoking and it's just what the passengers are, are demanding. All right. The Carnival Miracle out of New York year-round. Will this be a popular sailing? 
I think it will be. Uh, you know, people enjoy. I mean, the, the, the NCL's done well with their uh, sailings uh, out of there to the Caribbean and uh, the Bahamas, uh, as well as you know, heading off to Bermuda. And uh, so, essentially, you know, Carnival says, "Hey, we've got uh, you know our 23rd ship uh, coming in next year." So uh, we're you know beginning April 2012, we're going to start year-round sailing. So they're going to be you know going to the uh, the Caribbean, the Bahamas, uh, which includes the uh, you know Grand Turk uh, and the Turks and Caicos. So it'll be some nice itineraries, and uh, I think you know it's it's a great option for passengers sailing out of the Northeast to experience what Carnival is all about. Very well. We always enjoy when our listeners email comments at cruiseradio.net. This one from Sarah in Memphis, Tennessee. It says, hey, guys, I'm looking for a Hawaiian cruise. When is the best time to go, and can I get there from the West Coast, or do I have to actually fly to Hawaii? Well, i got to tell you guys, Hawaii and, and Sarah, when I tell you, Hawaii is one of my favorite places to cruise, and I think the number one option for you is definitely flying to Honolulu and catching, the, uh, catching NCL's Pride of America. And the simple reason is it's U.S. flagged, which means you don't have to visit a foreign port. And uh, that means that you can actually spend 85 hours in port on that cruise. Now, if you left from the West Coast on a typical 14-night cruise, let's say out of L.A., you'd only have about 52 hours in port. So you're, you're going to be able to avoid almost 10 days at sea uh, you know, with that seven-night cruise, you know, spend that extra time flying to Honolulu a few days before, stay a couple days after to maximize your Oahu experience. Because there's so much to do, but uh, you know, I mean, starting pricing right now, you know, out of on the Hawaiian cruises, even in the summer, is only about $999 per person. And uh, you know, the two days in Maui, two days in Kauai, hey, you don't have to do the tours. Rent the car, do it yourself, enjoy it. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, does the um, American flagships have casinos on them? They don't have the casinos when they're when they're sailing within the Hawaiian Islands. So, you know, Doug, I, I've seen you uh, turn up a craps game uh, in the corner. So, oh, yeah. you know, people could be uh, creative, but no, they, they don't have the casinos operating uh, in the, in the Hawaiian Islands when the ships when you know let's say on the uh, on MCL's Pride of America, but they do if they're if you're sailing from uh, the West Coast on those longer sailings. I know between it, Doug's craps games and his cockfights, he's losing all kinds of money. Seriously. I didn't know Doug was coming into some money. Oh, he's cockfighting all right. <laughs> you know so much, Stuart. Well, we, we try to stay on top of things. You're mi- Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Hazard? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around? Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, Cruise One. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. 
If your upcoming cruise brings you to Northern Europe, don't be surprised if you hear music on the streets of Copenhagen as the city's annual jazz festival will be taking place July 1st through 10th. One of the largest music events of its kind in Europe, the festival's 10 days will bring more than 1,000 concerts presented by a long list of big international jazz names. And since keeping track of all the scheduled events might be tedious, you can download the free Copenhagen Jazz Festival 2011 smartphone app which uses your phone's built-in GPS so you can stay updated on where and when there is music in town. The app also allows you to see an overview of the program, read descriptions of musicians, bands, and concert locations, and watch videos of top performers. You can get more info online at jazz.dk. We have our good friend Chris Owen here with us. He's a travel writer for Gadling.com. I just want to speak a little bit more on the no smoking policies. Chris, was this a long time coming? Well, yeah, it is a long. It has been a long time coming. Uh, cruise lines, if they had their wish, nobody would smoke on a ship because, as you know, um, one of the biggest dangers at sea is fire. And a lot of people walking around smoking cigarettes makes for that many more opportunities for the ship to catch on fire. That's a number one thing. Uh, so number two, they're running a hotel, and hotels, too, would love it if nobody smoked in hotels, too, because cigarette burns get on things, cigarette smoke, and things make things uh, not last as long and smell bad for people that don't like it and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming. That's just that's just the dollar and cents part, not to, not to count the social implications of people that, you know, smoking is becoming less popular these days. Uh, let's first start with the uh, policy for Carnival. Number one, you got to remember, Carnival is the party ship. Remember, everybody loves to smoke and have a good time on on Carnival. Not so much, actually. Hmm. They did some studies, found out it's more like 90% of the people don't smoke, which I thought was kind of a surprising statistic. But Carnival's been tracking this for a long time, and, and um, smoking will be in uh, public venues only, uh, the dance clubs and designated areas in the casino and casino bar. That's all smoking. That's okay. You can smoke um, everywhere except those non-smoking areas, um, including the dining room and most public rooms. Prohibited in state rooms, though, starting December the 1st, and those with balconies can uh, smoke on the balconies. That's okay. Oh, okay. Um, for them, but um, the other lines, not so much. So you're saying with Carnival, you won't be able to smoke in the rooms, but you can still smoke on the balconies and in select public areas, correct? And, of course, on open decks. Right. Except, okay. Yeah. Yes. Except for except for some of the uh, the spa staterooms that are completely non-smoking, and um, that includes the balconies. And they never could smoke in there. But, yeah. Anything on the, on the new ships. Anything different with Holland America Line? Up until January fifteenth, you can smoke wherever you want to in staterooms, cabins, uh, on the open decks, designated smoking areas. But then, starting uh, effective January 15th, uh, the new smoking policy designates cabins as non-smoking areas, and the smoking areas will, will be permitted on the balconies. They can still smoke on the balconies. That's okay on Holland America. What about Princess? Well, Princess is the same, except that there'll be no smoking on balconies, too, and cabins starting January 15th. Princess takes smoking pretty seriously, right? Because wasn't there a fire incident with one of their ships uh, a few years ago? Uh, yeah, there was. In, in uh, 2006, the Star Princess caught on fire. The cigarette caused it, too. So, yeah, wow. it's, it's a big deal. Now, now I will say on, on Princess, though, cigar and pipe smoking is permitted on open decks. Huh. Um, but that's it. 
Now, didn't Carnival try to go smoke-free back in the 90s sometime for, for a short time there with uh, Carnival Paradise? Absolutely. That was a big deal for them. Um, and, and that was like, if not only were you fined, they'd throw you off the ship if, you, if they caught you with cigarettes on you. Wow. How long did that last? I want to say it was a couple of years, but um, it might have been longer than that. Hmm. So do you think all these smoking policies will have an effect on what lines people book on? I absolutely do. If I was still smoking, I wouldn't go on a line that wouldn't let me smoke. I guarantee you. You know, I, I feel bad for smokers. I was one for many years, and uh, I understand that. But evidence is just so overwhelmingly against uh, that smoking is good for you. That, uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to d- deny. So wait a minute. Four out of five doctors don't really choose Lucky Strikes over well, any other brand of well, cigarette? You know, I don't think they do. You okay. know, I, I have a, in fact, I have a little cartoon that I had forgotten all about, and it's going to date me and to where, you know, something that this is something that only Cruise Maven would remember. Is um, a, a commercial for uh, the Flintstones cartoon? Character. Yes, the Winston cigarette uh, commercial. The Winston cigarettes. Pawnee, let's go smoke while Wilma's mowing the lot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there were. And Winston tastes good like a cigarette should, Barney. He is blogging at gadling.com and chriscruises.net. Our good friend, Mr. Chris Owen, thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Nice to talk to you guys. The Flintstone has been brought to you by Winston. America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Happy to have with us Vice President of PR, Marketing, and Planning for the South Carolina Port Authority, Mr. Byron Miller. Welcome to Cruise Radio. It's great to be here. First of all, this is uh, not a very popular lawsuit against Carnival. Uh, just I just now looked at the article from the Post and Courier out of Charleston, the newspaper there by Bill Stern. Again, a very brutally honest article against the Coastal Conservation League. And as you know, Byron, we interviewed the director, Michelle Sinkler, a couple of weeks ago. And at that time, uh, two Mondays ago, she said there was no lawsuit. And they really just wanted to make sure they could, you know, come to some compromise to make sure it's all works out for everybody involved. And now things are starting to unfold where it's really quite different. Tell us your take on it, the Port Authority's take, and really, I guess, the details of the lawsuit that's unfolding. Well, what we have here, frankly, is just an irresponsible lawsuit. They've, they've attacked a customer of our port, and, and we see it as an assault on the very fabric of our port. And, and it's important that we continue to, to grow our port successfully with quality companies. And Carnival is, is such a company. I can tell you we found no better uh, customer of the port than Carnival. They're a tremendous company. They've been phenomenal to work with, whether it's the uh, operation side, marketing and sales, environmental, and, and really the response to this outrageous lawsuit has been quite phenomenal. We've got you know, groups from both sides of the political aisle, whether you're Republican or Democrat. We've got small business, big business, uh, man, woman, everyone is speaking up against this uh, this silly lawsuit. But then again, all it takes to file a lawsuit is $150 and a pulse. Yeah. And, and that's what we're faced with right here. So you know, the people of Charleston are standing up against this, and we're standing up for a valued port customer, which in this case is Carnival. 
Well, it just seems like a no-brainer. And as Bill Stern's article opens up, over 260,000 South Carolina jobs are now at risk, and a $45 billion asset to our state's economy is under direct attack. They are, and, and the reason they are is because Charleston, like most other cities that host a successful, thriving cruise business, are port cities. That's the very foundation on which they, they're based. We've, had, we've been having ships coming in and out of this port since 1670. And whether it's a cruise ship or a cargo ship or a container ship or a tanker, uh, it means jobs. It means jobs here in the local economy, and that's what the groups such as the Charleston Metro Chamber or our governor or last week our South Carolina House and Senate both passed resolutions in support of Carnival. Um, our our uh, several neighborhoods around the port, despite the fact that two are joined in this lawsuit, several others have endorsed our plans to grow our cruise business. The International Longshoremen's Association, the you know the local home builders association. I got a call late this afternoon from even our NAACP. So you know, everyone sees this as an attack on you know, the fabric of our economy and jobs in South Carolina. Byron, what are the claims in this lawsuit? The uh, the claims in the lawsuit are, are almost bordering on ridiculous. There's there's one key element of this is that it, the ships themselves violate the city's ordinances in a number of respects. For example that they violate the city's height ordinance. Charleston's a beautiful city. It's a very historic city. It has a great element of scale, and it has, it has this, this um, certain set of codes on how tall buildings can be. So one of the claims is that ships, when they come into our port, which have been coming here for 341 years, if they're higher than 60 feet, they violate the city's height ordinance because they're now structures. They're essentially arguing that a boat is a building. And if a boat is a building, and you could say that a plane is a skyscraper, and, and that is just ridiculous. They, they are not buildings. They're, they're vessels, and they're vessels engaged in international commerce and, and interstate trade. So there, there are a, a number of uh, similar uh, claims like that um, as it relates to you know, environmental claims. Carnival exceeds, meets and exceeds all of the applicable federal and international regulations. And there have been no examples of any violations in this port. We even had our captain of the port for the Coast Guard check. He said, listen, I've gone through 10 years, and I see zero instances of any violations involving cruise ships in the port of Charleston. So they're just, um, they're baseless up and down. All right, Byron, we know you're not a fortune teller, but any idea how this is going to end up? Well, what, what I do know is going to happen is, is the full faith and resources of our port, of our local chamber, our ILA, our city of Charleston are coming to bear on this, and we're going to hasten the failure of it. We're going to ensure that this lawsuit ends in the shortest possible time. Very good. Vice President of PR, Marketing, and Planning for the South Carolina Port Authority, Mr. Byron Miller. Thanks so much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. We enjoy being on with you. If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the premium content icon. Oh, we always love having her because we're suckers for accents, pretty much. From etbnews.com, Natalie Arroyan, welcome back, darling. Thank you, boys. How are you going? Very, very good. We understand uh, quite a few ships are repositioning. Uh, They're down under. Tell us more about this. 
We're starting with a bundle of Royal Caribbean chips, actually. Radiance of the Seas. And she will be heading here uh, on the 15th of October. So she's going to start off in Vancouver, go via Hawaii for 11 nights, and then head to Sydney via New Zealand. All right. Rhapsody of the Seas will be returning. She's one of the favourites here in Sydney. We love her. And she'll be back here on the 13th of November until the 13th of April. And then very exciting news came out last week of Voyager of the Seas, which is the first megaliner to be based down here. Um, I know you guys are used to the massive ships, but for us, 3,840 passengers is extremely exciting. That's big time for you. (laughs) So Voyager will be here doing New Zealand, South Pacific and Australian sailings from November 2012, and they'll be 1 to 18-night itineraries. And I understand there's three celebrity ships? Celebrity Century will be arriving here on the 30th of November. And she'll be here until the 3rd of March, and she'll be heading back to Honolulu and Mexico before Celebrity Solstice comes down on the 9th of December next year, and she'll be doing 17 sailings from 1 to 35 nights, and she'll actually visit 28 ports in seven countries during her time here. And what about Holland America, Natalie? The Oosterdam will be here from October 2012, and uh, the Volendam will be here later on this year. She'll actually be heading over on a charter for the Rugby World Cup to New Zealand, which is quite exciting. And then the Zandam will be here from the 9th of December. Uh, lastly, yeah. you have some news about the Carnival Spirit. The Carnival Spirit is going to be the first ever Carnival ship that will be heading down here, and she arrives on the 12th of October 2012. Very good. It's always so nice to hear your sweet, sweet Australian voice, Natalie. Oh, thanks, Matt. Natalie Arroyan from etbnews.com. Thanks for talking to us again. Thanks for having me. Each week, we like to try and save you a little bit of cash thanks to cruiseone.com. If you want to sail Norwegian, they have a seven night Bermuda cruise starting at $4.79. Or get to the Mediterranean like Doug and I just did not too long ago. Love the Mediterranean. This is a 10-night Eastern Med aboard Royal Caribbean from $5.99. A five-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on Carnival from just $209. Or how what? about yes? How about this one? A seven-night Alaska southbound cruise on Celebrity starting at $5.99. You can find out more at cruiseradio.net and just click on the Cruise One logo. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, Maritime Attorney Jim Walker will be with us to cover some hot stories in the cruise industry as well as Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Don't forget about Cruise Radio premium content, all the unedited interviews at your fingertips and a free trial. Go to cruiseradio.net, click on the premium content icon. And we're now on the Stitcher Radio Network. You can download that free app on your smartphone. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.